Hello and welcome to the Evil Lawyer's Guide to Life. I am the Evil Lawyer and you are not. As always, this is intended for entertainment purposes only. Anything you hear on this show is not something you should do. You should laugh at, but don't do it. If you need a lawyer, find a lawyer. There's lawyers all over the place. I hear you can find them at 844-EVIL-LAW. You can find us on Facebook at Evil Lawyer's Guide on the web at www.evillawyersguide.com, and on Twitter at Evil Law Guide. We are available on all fine purveyors of podcasts, including all of them. So, today's topic is my lawyer sucks. And in years of practicing, I've heard this a whole lot of times, that um, my lawyer is horrible, I want a new lawyer, I can't, how do I get rid of my lawyer? And a whole lot of other questions. So some of these are based on true things that have happened that I've seen or I've been told. So the ones I've been told, well, they may not be true. I can't vouch for the veracity of everyone who I've ever spoken with. But bad lawyer stories. Bad lawyer story number one. My lawyer didn't show up for court. Ooh, that's a bad one. And you know what? It happens a lot. In fact, I've had clients call me numerous times as we lead up to court dates. Are you going to be there? 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 Yes, I'm going to be there. Of course I'm going to be there. What if you're not there? Well, if I'm not there, then there's been an apocalypse or a car accident. But I actually made it to court one time after being in a severe car wreck that was so bad that the judge had his clerk drive me to the hospital. And that's a different story for a different day. But um, I had someone come off the highway. I guess that's a story for today. I had someone come off the highway when I was on my way to court, ironically enough, on a car wreck hearing, and wad my Infiniti Q45 up like a beer can, blow the windows out of it and everything else, and... It was right in front of the courthouse, so I limped to the courthouse. The other attorney threw a fit because I was late, and the judge asked me why I was late, and I said I was just in a car wreck. And he said, when? And I said, about 10 minutes ago. And he said, are you okay? And I said, I think my ankle was broken. And he's called off the hearing and had his clerk drive me to the hospital, and in fact, my ankle was broken. So not a bad break, but... it. Yeah, it hurt and uh, took a while to get over it. But I still made it to court and I had to go a couple of days later and buy a new car. And um, then we ended up suing the trucker who came off the freeway and wadded me up like a beer can. Anyway, I digress. So a lot of people um, have had attorneys that don't show up for court. And this happens. I, I don't know how many times I've been in the courthouse and had someone come up to me and say, Are you a lawyer? I'm thinking, why else would I be walking around here wearing a suit and tie and, you know, the rest of my lawyer costume, my Rolex and everything else? Yes, I'm a lawyer. My lawyer never showed up. I'm really sorry. Who's your lawyer? And if I know the guy, I'll call him and be like, hey, you got a client here. You know, can you get here or do you need me to help you out maybe and, you know, tell him you, you can't, something happened and you're not going to be here and, you know, ask for a continuance or something and, and then sometimes the person will tell me who their lawyer is, and I'm like, oh, God, not that guy. Why did you hire that guy? Um, in which case, 
It's been alleged that I may have given some people my business card, but I am admitting nothing. Yeah, there are attorneys out there who are well known for not showing up for court. Um, they usually get in trouble for it a few times, and then you don't hear of them anymore because they get the ticket punched. But there are lawyers who are well known for not showing up for court. Uh, and there are lawyers who are going through things that caused them to not show up for court. Like I had a friend who was on chemo that, you know, missed a few court dates and I filled in for. So a lot of times your lawyer may not show up, but they'll get one of their buddies to help them out or someone that works for them, um, you know, to take care of things. So, you know, that's when you see the guy walking around calling a name because he's never seen this person before. It's because he's filling in for another attorney and he's, probably going to fix everything and get you a new court date and everything will be fine. So you don't have to get too freaked out. But that brings us to why some lawyers don't show up for court that are bad reasons. Like they had too much fun the night before. Lawyers are a drinking bunch. Let me tell you, um, I used to be one of them. Oh, I'm still a lawyer. I don't, just don't drink anymore, but the rate of alcoholism for attorneys hovers somewhere around 170,000%. So, you know, there's a lot of guys that are real late for court or don't show up at all because they're just too damn hungover to get out of bed. Sometimes, if you have one of those lawyers, he may be in jail. And based on a true story, guy goes, gets arrested for a DWI and is belligerent and screaming and hollering for his lawyer. And the sheriff deputy leads him into the tank and says, your lawyer is right there. No, that wasn't me, but I know the guy, and this actually happened. The attorney had gotten a DWI on the same evening, so they were in the drunk tank together. Yeah, there's so many jokes in there. Um, I have, when I first started practicing law, I had an elderly attorney show me the ropes, so to speak, who showed up every morning that I would meet him in court, and he'd kind of show me my way around, reeking of gin. And I don't mean like he had eight or ten cocktails the night before. I mean like he was swigging them down that morning. But he was also one of the best lawyers I've ever watched try a case, and he taught me a lot. So he was a very high-functioning drinker of a lot of alcohol. I'm not going to judge him and say he was an alcoholic. I have no idea. Maybe he only drank in the mornings on weekdays. It's possible. But he was a damn good lawyer. So, you know, if your lawyer has a little alcohol in his breath, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to do a good job. But uh, for the attorneys who listen to this show, if you have a drinking problem, there is a program through most state bars have programs just for attorneys with drug, alcohol, or psychological problems, and you can get help through that, and then you have much less chance of getting that old ticket punched, or as some people call it, disbarment. Um, things happen, though. Life happens to lawyers, too. And, you know, if your attorney didn't show up because his wife died that morning, don't have his fit about it because things happen. Hopefully his secretary or one of his assistants or paralegals will call the court and tell him what happened. A lot of the courts also, if there's an issue like that, will go ahead and put off a case on their, on their own. And you know, especially if they know the guy. Um, when I had 
car wreck number two where I got creamed by a drunk driver and was in and out of the hospital for two years. Um, I had lawyers running interference, and sometimes they didn't show up, but the courts knew me so well because I'd been around for so long that they would just go ahead and reset the case. Um, do not rely on that. Lawyers, if you're listening, do not rely on that because you don't want to use up that goodwill unless you have to. But sometimes things do happen, and we're, we're people too. So you know what? I went to surgery one time, and my surgeon didn't show up. I'm not kidding. They're like, we're going to have to reset you because he's not here. Where is he? Well, you know, I'm thinking, I wonder if he was out drinking with the other surgeons last night. But um, so, you know, there's, there comes a point where you got to give a guy a break. Um, <clears throat> my lawyer sucks because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Well, do you really know he didn't do what he was supposed to do? If he missed a deadline, yeah, he didn't do what he was supposed to do, and he needs to fix it. If he can't fix it, then you, you might have a malpractice claim. You may have a disciplinary complaint. Um, I'm not going to advise you how to handle that because I ain't your lawyer. But there are ways to handle that, and the, the first thing is to fix it. And if that guy won't fix it, then you need to find somebody else. We're going to talk about how to get a new attorney when your other attorney's not doing his job in a minute. But, um, you know, if the guy isn't returning your phone calls, isn't returning your emails, I mean, I do everything via email. I am available via phone, but I like to have it, uh, it in writing, you know. So my clients, especially the new ones, they, um, they got to use email, you know. And, and our rule is you, you, you pick one, email or text, don't email me one thing and text me something else. You pick one. And, it, you know, I put it in the contract. Uh, young lawyers listening, if you don't have a fee contract and you're not using one for every single client, you are walking a tightrope over sharks with lasers. Uh, many years ago, I didn't use them because I, I was just ignorant. I didn't know any better. And an older attorney was like, you got to start using fee contracts. And my problems with clients dropped by like 99.99% when I started using a very ironclad, which has been modified over the years, but it's not that different from the one I started using, fee contract. And you know what? You clients that are listening, potential clients of attorneys, if your attorney doesn't have a fee contract, doesn't expect you to sign something, I might look for somebody else. Unless the guy's, you know, your cousin, and, and then I would really want a fee contract. I mean, if he's doing business with you as a friend, and I were him, I would really want a fee contract. That might be a little bit different, but I even have my friends sign them. If I represent a friend, they sign a fee contract. You can ask my friends. Um you know, there's ways this business is supposed to be done. And, you know, over time you learn what causes problems and what doesn't and not having your expectations down on paper and not having the, you know, what they can do and cannot do down on paper can create a lot of misunderstandings. And that's another thing. If you have a misunderstanding with your lawyer, you got to talk to him about it. And if you can't get a hold of him, attorneys, at least in the state where I practice, have a duty to maintain contact with their client with regards to their case. That doesn't mean that every single call or email or text gets returned unless you want to drop $100 on every single one of those, at least at my hourly rate. 
but it does mean that we got to keep you up to date on what's going on. Uh, I, I always like calling clients every now and then. If, if they have a case that's moving really slow or in a big lull, I'll just call them up and ask them how they're doing, and I don't charge them for that. Um, I could. You know, it's in the contract, but, you know, well, hey, how you doing? Uh, just letting you know that we're still in a lull in your case and, you know, we'll be in touch. It goes a long way. I'm not saying that every lawyer should or does do that. I know a lot of them don't. Um, I used to, uh, when we were a lot bigger and had more offices before, you know, we, we downsized, I used to have assistants and secretaries do a lot of those calls. But if it was a long-term client, or somebody who had started out as a client and become a friend, I'd just pick up the phone and call them myself. So if you can't get in touch with your lawyer, I would say three or four calls and emails, and you still can't get the guy to return them, you, you might want to start looking for another attorney, especially if you're worried about deadlines, because that's what cases are all about. And if deadlines get past you, then you, you can lose. So, uh, that might be a good reason to change counsel. I would. I used to advise people, send them an email that says, you know, I've called you or sent you this many emails. You have not responded. I, I need to talk to you immediately or I'm going to have to change, change attorneys or, you know, God forbid. I wouldn't say this, but uh, lawyers have a duty to respond. So if they ignore you long enough and you want to, you can file a, a disciplinary with the state bar. Uh, that being said, um, you know, is it really your lawyer or are you not cooperating with representation? That's a big thing in my contract. Listen, if we're in a civil case and there's a whole bunch of discovery being sent out by the other side and you refuse to cooperate, that's on you, pal. It's not on me. It's not on my office. It's not on my firm. And you'll get multiple letters telling you it's on you before I drop you. And that doesn't mean you don't have to pay the bill. And that's another one. Young lawyers, listen to this. There's a lot of clients out there that the minute a bill comes up, they're going to find a reason to fire you, and they're going to find a way to file a disciplinary action. Fight them. And if you're one of those clients, screw you. You don't deserve good counsel. You should have to represent yourself. But let me get back on topic. Uh, I have people call, you know, they call in their, my, my attorney and say maybe their attorney has done a bunch of stuff that I think is rotten. And they're like, I don't know how to get rid of him. Well, you fire him. It's very simple. Uh, you have a right to fire your attorney whenever you feel like it within reason in, in this state. And I don't know about the other states, but that's why this is entertainment, not legal advice. But you're not stuck with that lawyer for all of eternity. You guys aren't, you know, legally wed. If you don't like the work someone's doing for you that works for you, you fire him and you get somebody else to do the work. If I hire a guy to come in and paint my house and he's doing a crappy job, I fire him and I get somebody else. I've hired lawyers and had to fire lawyers myself. I mean, do you think attorneys just do their own stuff? No, we got a buddy. I mean, every attorney has an attorney and that attorney has an attorney. I'm sure somewhere in the world there's one lawyer that actually represents every single one of us in some capacity, a super duper lawyer. But get somebody else. Uh, you know, if you've been treated very badly, if the guy's screwed you, if he's ripped you off, if he's missed deadlines, if he's caused you to lose a case, then, you know, you may want to look into the malpractice angle or the disciplinary action angle. But, yeah, get somebody else. If you've got a lawyer that doesn't show up for court, 
and doesn't have a good reason, especially if you don't like him anyway, get another lawyer. If you're not paying your bills and your lawyer quits, well, that's what you get for not paying your bills. If you're not cooperating with your case and your lawyer fires you or quits, that's what you get for not cooperating with your case. When you get uh, something that says we have a 21-day deadline, we got to respond to this, or a 30-day deadline, or 60, or whatever, we got to respond to this, and you ignore five of those emails in a row, if your attorney, young lawyers, listen to this, if your attorney doesn't fire you, he's a dumbass because he's building up liability in that file. So there's bad clients, there's bad lawyers, there's uh, issues that happen with clients where they can't respond, and they'll go dark all of a sudden. You don't know what happened. We had a guy, and I really liked him, too. He was a Vietnam veteran. He was a really cool older dude, and I represented him off and on for years, and then we had a serious case going. He was a businessman on a bunch of restaurants. We had a serious case going, and we had a deadline, and I couldn't get a hold of him. I couldn't get a hold of him forever, and um, I was complaining to my secretary, and she ran a search, and he was dead. He had died, and we didn't know it. Uh, so things happen, and lawyers die too. There's occasionally um, attorneys die in the middle of cases. I've seen it happen three times. It come immediately to mind, and I also was part of a case where the judge dropped dead in the middle of the case, and we had nothing to do with it. I was out of town that weekend, and I've got witnesses. But... Um, like I said, we're all human. Uh, I know people assume lawyers aren't human, but we're mostly human, well, partially human. We can pass as human. Uh, so, you know, I know those are odd situations, and usually it's somebody's just ignoring you, and you need to send them uh, something in writing saying, basically, if you don't stop ignoring me, you're going to have a problem, and then find somebody else. Um, you know, I've had people, well, he won't give me my file. Well, he'll give it to me. You know, that's, as a general rule, if an attorney refuses to give you your file, uh, he's full of it, as a general rule. Your new attorney will be able to get it from him. And if your new attorney's incapable of getting the file from him, I don't know, maybe uh, you want to keep shop. Maybe you're really bad at picking lawyers. You know, if you're going to the thrifty nickel, if that's even still a thing, or Craigslist and finding the cheapest lawyer you can possibly find, you, you kind of get what you pay for. Now, I'm not saying you got to hire the most expensive lawyer out there or one of the more expensive attorneys, and I am one of those guys. But if you're, you know, nickel and diamond your attorney, you're going to get the service you pay for. And if you're an attorney that's taken those cases, have some self-respect. Charge a fair rate. You don't need them that bad. The people that nickel and dime everything are going to be the biggest pains in your ass as a lawyer. Of all of your clients, they're going to cause 99% of the problems. Don't, don't do that. I mean, it's one thing if you want to advertise tickets for a low price. A lot of guys do that and make a lot of money doing it because, you know, everybody kind of charges the same amount. But if you're in on Craigslist saying you'll do any divorce for 12 bucks plus a filing fee, you, you need to rethink your career choice, man, because you can't possibly deliver any kind of service for that. And I know what you're doing. You're upcharging people. And you'd be a lot better off taking a part-time job until you get on your feet and doing cases properly and charging a fair rate for them. But, hey, it's your career, you know. You'll be back to selling used cars in no time if you continue doing that. And that's not my problem, really. I'm not here to teach you how to practice law. And oddly enough, neither is law school. 
Um, so you you got to learn it. Hopefully you'll find some old guy who shows up reeking a gin like I did. He'll teach you a lot um, when I first got started. But it takes years to learn all this. So this is kind of a, for the clients and for the attorneys, I suppose. Um, here's another thing. If you hire and fire lawyers like most people change their underwear, except for one person in particular who I'm not going to name, uh, good luck finding a good attorney because once you've down once you're on your third one on the same case most of the guys who are really good are not going to take your case because we don't want to be number four unless and this was always my rule if someone came in that had a bunch of attorneys on the same case that didn't act like a complete nut because if you act like a complete nut i'm not going to take your case and if you show up at my office with 200 pounds of paperwork and you know no no check no money no nothing yeah, I'm not going to take your case. But if you show up and you've had, say, three lawyers, and I'll look at who your lawyers have been, and I think, I know that guy, and he's not any good. I know that guy, and he never returns phone calls. I know that guy, and he's got a drug or an alcohol problem. I might take your case. But if I look at those three lawyers you've had, and I'm like, I know him, he's terrific. I know him, he's a good lawyer. I know him, he's a good lawyer. I'm not going to touch that case. You're the problem. If, you know, you're like the, the, the person who's been married six times. You know, unless all six of the people that you married were totally screwed up, then you might want to look in the mirror when you're trying to find the problem because it's probably staring back at you. And that's the thing is, you know, when you start playing lawyer roulette, after you've fired a couple, three good attorneys... Most of the good ones are going to be smart enough to look at all that and think, I don't really want this guy as a client. Um, some of the new guys, they might take you because they need the money. But guys who have been around for a while, you know, we're not in the business of taking everybody's case who comes in with a buck. We're in the business of practicing law and running a good practice and doing a good job winning cases and getting paid for it. We know that you're going to be one of the big problems in, in, in our filing cabinet or in, in our, our system, so we're not going to take you. So you might want to think about that before you just wheel off and start firing your attorney for no reason at all, thinking, I'll just get another one, I'll just get another one, because eventually you're going to work your way to the bottom of the barrel, and that's who you're going to be stuck with. It also doesn't look good, you know, if I'm representing my guy and I see that the other guy or gal has had four or five lawyers, I know that that person is a problem client, especially if I know those attorneys. I know they're good lawyers. And I know that there are strategic things I can do to keep them firing lawyers and getting a new one all over and over again. And if you think it makes the lawyers mad, you should see how much it pisses off the courts. So I guess what I'm trying to tell all you guys that listen, and, and I'm glad you do, is, yeah, you can always get rid of your attorney. There are bad lawyers out there who need to be fired. If they're not taking care of your case, you got to get somebody else. But if you're the problem, well, you might want to look at how you can stop being a problem. And especially if you've been fired by your last three lawyers, and this has happened before, guy comes in and his last three lawyers have terminated him. I like it takes me two seconds to figure out he doesn't pay or he doesn't cooperate one or the other if you hire an attorney and you pay your bills and you cooperate 
And, and we'll put up with a certain amount of emotion, but if you're not just a completely abusive shit, then you're probably going to get represented, and that doesn't mean you're going to win, but you're going to get quality representation, and hopefully you will win. And with that, I'm about to wrap this up once again. You can find us on Facebook at Eva Lawyer's Guide, on the web at www.evalawyersguide.com, and on Twitter at Eva Law Guide. Have an evil day.